I have three stories that I want to unpack and explain for you today. First, there is a multi-billionaire that has entered the Chicago DA's race, and it's something that we've never quite seen before. It's disturbing in great part, not just because he's trying to buy his way into the race, but because of who he comes from and what he represents. I have to unpack and explain that. I want to give you a big update on Michael Thompson. Today is the last day for you to be able to submit a letter on his behalf at freemichaelthompson.com. His petition for a commutation and clemency is coming tomorrow. We want you to submit that letter today. And lastly, I want to give you an update on the conditions at Parchman Prison. They continue to deteriorate. We're getting some response from uh, uh, state officials there, but some some of it is just too late. This is Sean King, and you are listening to the the, the breakdown. The, 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 the breakdown. If you've been listening to The Breakdown, you've probably heard me say this about a hundred times, and and I may mean that literally. The nation has about 2,400 district attorneys, and out of those 2,400 district attorneys, they represent millions and millions of people who've come through their offices who are formerly incarcerated or currently incarcerated or about to be incarcerated. Local DAs are, in essence, the CEOs of the local justice system. They run that system. And out of the 2,400 district attorneys, they are overwhelmingly white, overwhelmingly male, and very, very conservative. And by conservative, I mean conservative Democrats, conservative Republicans. It's a deeply conservative system. Out of those 2,400 district attorneys, I like about 50 of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my ballpark estimate. There are about 50 good ones. And one of the great district attorneys in our country is a woman named Kim Fox in Chicago. Now, her official title is state's attorney. It's just it's just the same role. She is the prosecutor in Chicago and she has fought boldly for deep meaningful reforms. She has stood up against special interest. And we see something all over the country, and I've touched on this just a little bit before. We see something all over the country that we continue to see happening in Chicago with Kim Fox as well, is that black women district attorneys who are so badass, who are doing exactly what they were elected to do, not only do they not get the credit they deserve, they end up being attacked in ways that we just don't see anywhere else. And right now, Kim Fox is running for re-election. I have personally endorsed Kim Fox. I, I know her. I believe in her. I believe in her integrity. I, I believe in her capacity to run that office. Let me say that the office of district attorney is an incredibly difficult job. And I've Come to learn that over the past four years, helping run DA's races all over the country. It's a it's a really hard job. And she's up to the task. Crime has dropped year over year in Chicago, in great part because her policies actually make the city safer. And yet she has a man running against her named Bill Conway. He is a 
son of a multi-billionaire comes from a family that runs a group called the Carlisle Group. And I did not understand this until I started doing the research. People are afraid of the Carlisle Group. (laughs) They are so rich and have their hands in so many things that people are afraid to even speak out against them. And Bill Conway is trying to challenge Kim Fox, and his campaign is almost exclusively backed by his father, who was a co-founder of the Carlisle Group, one of the world's largest investment firms. The elder Conway first donated a half a million dollars to a special PAC soon after his son declared his candidacy and has continued to pour money into the campaign, now totaling, which is the most I think I've ever seen a single person pour into any DA's race, has given now $4.85 million to his son's race. Another $195,000 has come from other Carlisle Group executives, making 86% of Conway's 2019 fundraising from contributions of $1,000 or more, all from Carlisle Group executives or employees. And here's the thing. Say, well, Sean, hell, what's the problem with the Carlisle Group? A lot. Carlisle Group is deeply invested in the tear gas that was used on not just Ferguson demonstrators, but demonstrators and protesters all over the world, including in Palestine. They are a deep, deep partner in the tear gas industry In fact, they were awarded $9.3 billion in defense business from just 1998 to 2003. They provided the foundation for the entire industry. Today, the firm owns a piece of a company called Combined Systems Incorporated, these generic names they give corporations, that is a manufacturer of tear gas and other ammunitions being used all over the country. Not only that, Carlisle has gouged nursing homes and harmed patients. The Carlisle Group has ownership of two nursing home companies and has produced several horrible controversies, including a whistleblower lawsuit that was actually joined by the Department of Justice, which charged that Carlisle Group, uh, it's called Carlisle's Manor Care, With gouging Medicare for millions of dollars in unwarranted billing, Carlisle also bought Texas-based life care hospitals back in 2005, just a few weeks before Hurricane Katrina struck, and 24 of life care's patients died, a 48% mortality rate, after their unit lost electrical power and they were unresponsive there. Listen, I have so many problems with the Carlisle Group. Uh, a Carlisle portfolio company called Cobalt International Energy acquired three Angolan oil blocks in 2011. And it was a deal in which three high-ranking officials from Angola were undisclosed minority investors. And the deal resulted in multiple shareholder lawsuits and an SEC investigation. We see this type of stuff with Carlisle Group all the time. Yet they are the primary backers of Bill Conway. And Bill Conway says, hey, I'm coming in to change things. To change what? The city's getting safer. 
She's a great district attorney. What are you going to change exactly? And who's supporting you? What I think I am most deeply disturbed about is the reality that for the first time, we see billionaires and children of billionaires trying to buy their way into this position. I am disturbed. I hope each of you who hear this, who live in Chicago or know somebody who lives in Chicago, let them know to support Kim Fox. She's great. We have her back and we're in her corner all the way. Listen, next up, I have an action step for you that if you have not taken, I need you to take. And if you have taken it, I have a new spin on it. All right. If you have not already been to freemichaelthompson.com, I need you to go there now. I need you to check it out. We are almost at 20,000 letters sent directly to the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. We are, I think, just 500 letters away. We need you to take us over the top so we can cross 20,000 letters sent on behalf of Michael Thompson, who has now been in prison over 25 years originally arrested for selling weed to an undercover informant, Michael has paid an outrageous price, basically a de facto life sentence for nonviolent crimes. And we are fighting hard for the governor of Michigan to intervene, to allow him to be released just for time served. It's, it's outrageous. If you go to freemichaelthompson.com right now, you can also, you can see the letter that you can send in, but we need more of you today to make phone calls. In the top right-hand corner, there's a link that will give you all the instructions on what you can do to make phone calls on Michael's behalf, but we need your support. We need all hands on deck to help free Michael Thompson. I had a good chance to speak to Michael this week, and I, I wanted to play some of that, but I just wanted to keep that conversation between Michael and myself I. I'll speak to Michael again on this Friday, and I'll make sure I record a message uh, from him to all of you. He's deeply, deeply, deeply grateful. He sees that you all are making the phone calls, that you are sending the letters, and is so touched by your time and energy and effort. But if you haven't already joined us, go to freemichaelthompson.com. And even if you have, go ahead and make some phone calls for us today, all right? Now, lastly, I have one final story an update on the conditions at Parchment Prison. It's the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, break it down now. Ha! Are you following what's happening at Parchment Prison? Now, what I know is that if Donald Trump was not president and was not sucking the wind out of the news cycle each and every day, it would and should be a, a national story. It's a national emergency. Just this week, two more people have died at Parchman, making it at least nine people that we know of who've been killed at Parchman this month alone. It's one of the deadliest months of any prison in modern American history. And it's not accidental. It's after a life of neglect at that facility. They opened up a horrible wing of the prison that was actually ordered to be shut down a generation ago, and they've opened it back up to put inmates there. And the men that they're putting there 
are suffering under horrible conditions. And we continue to see not just violence between the men who are housed at Parchman, but men say that they continue to be abused by guards and others. So listen, the conditions at Parchman are so horrible. Thankfully, just late last night, and I I would say almost exclusively because of the hard work of local activists and organizers and even others, including my friends, my son and Tamika Mallory, who've traveled all the way to Mississippi and have stayed there fighting hard for the men there at Parchman. Just last night, they announced that they're going to close that horrible wing at Parchman. But it's deeper than that. They said they're going to make new hires. Uh, My friend uh, Jody Owens, who is the new district attorney of Jackson, Mississippi, is on that commission So we see some progress, but the conditions of prisons all over this country continue to just be horrible and inhumane. And I hope you just have it in your heart to care about what's going on, not just at Parchman, but to incarcerated people all over the country. And for most of us, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind, but they need our support. They need our advocacy. Uh, Thank you so much to all of the activists on the ground in Mississippi who are fighting hard for change there. And we're starting to see progress because of your hard work. Break it down. Break, 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 break.